Guys, this week on the Pre-Real Podcast, we have a returning guest, Joe Vyry, and uh, a new guest, Mark Stout, both with U.S. Tax Advisors. Um, if you're looking to save money, if you're looking to, to drive and pull that extra uh, dollar out of the portfolio, you have to listen to this episode. They go over in great detail the N-179D program and the 45L program. These are tax credits and tax deductions that you are eligible for if you own commercial real estate, if you own residential real estate and you're an investor, uh, I can just about assure you that there is money that is available. Uh, the folks over at U.S. Tax Advisors will do a free assessment. Please listen in. This is where good syndicators become great syndicators. Good operators become great operators. When you're turning over every stone and finding these places to drive value, Joe and Mark lay out unbelievable programs that are available to you. Uh, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax deductions and tax credits that top of mind jumped out at me in, in portfolios that we're involved in. And I'm sure you'll get the same kind of value. Don't miss the episode this week. If you're looking to drive value and you're taking what you do very seriously, Joe and Mark from U.S. Tax Advisors, don't miss it, guys. Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of Pre-Real. And over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the next level. This is the Pre-Real Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Pre-Real Podcast. So uh, there's a lot happening out there, folks, and we're always trying to deliver value for the audience and trying to find ways to uh, drive profits in our portfolios and at the end of the day, uh, you know, do everything we can to bolster revenue, especially in a, a, a tough climate like we're in now. Um, and a, a guest I had on previously, uh, Joe Vyrie, uh, who was the CEO of U.S. Tax Advisors Group. Uh, we had a wonderful chat on cost segregation. And from that chat, we touched on some tax credits and tax deductions that I thought the audience would would enjoy learning about because the, it was something that I had no idea about. And again, it's another way to to drive value for our portfolios. So also joining us today, we're going to have Mark Stout. He's an energy consultant with U.S. Tax Advisors. Uh, first, let me welcome you, you to the show. Joe, welcome back. Mark, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, thanks for, for having on. us. Thanks, James. No, our pleasure. So when we were talking last time, uh, Joe, you had said, let's let's reconvene and bring Mark in to talk about N-179D and 45L, which 45L is a tax credit, N-179D is a tax deduction, and essentially there are uh, dollars available, folks, that through some are low bar, fairly benign, uh, improvements that can be made, and some are a little bit more extensive, but there are credits that run from 2500 to 5000 on the, the smaller residential stuff, and as high as 250 a foot if you're not using prevailing wage, and $5 a foot if you are using prevailing wage on commercial 
high rise and now with some of these new changes, low rise. Is that a fair summary to get started, guys? Yes. Yeah, it is. All right. So let's start with the 45L and let's see if we can't highlight some things here to help folks pull a couple of extra bucks out of the portfolio. The 45L is the tax credit for residential. Now, does this apply to just new construction or does this apply to renovations as well? It applies to renovations as well. Um, so you, whether you're building new construction or you're renovating uh, a building, a single family home, an apartment complex, um, it applies to both. Okay, so it goes all the way down to the single family home. Now, uh, let's say that I have a um, a, a home that I'm I'm renting. Uh, does it matter if it's an investment or if it's a primary residence? By the way, does that matter? It has to be a primary resident, but you have to sell it or lease it. So you got to own the property and then either sell it or lease it. You can't own it, live in it, and take the credit. Okay, so you have to uh, own it as a primary, which is a whole that that really opens up the floodgates because most of the audience uh, owns their home. Uh, so you own the home and you're looking to sell it and or lease it. Do we know how soon you have to sell or lease it from the time of improvement? Uh, in the year you do the improvements. Okay, technically, so... it's when you should do it. But if you don't, you can always amend three years back and take the credit. So as a real estate broker, uh, this becomes a pretty powerful tool that I, I certainly will speak to my team about educating our home sellers on. Uh, so what what are the things that we need to do? Because because remember, folks, when you're when you're getting ready to sell the home, right, a proper professional should come in and should be talking about things that need to be done in order to drive value. And that doesn't uh, start and stop with painting a wall or, or changing out a front door. Uh, and these are the types of things that we're trying to get in the weeds on so we can deliver value for you guys at, at every turn. So uh, let's say I have a client, uh, Mark, and uh, we're going to list the house. And where do we start? Like, wh what are the things that that we can use as benchmarks for things to be done in order to be eligible for this tax credit? Well, if you do it in 2022, uh, you got to look at the 2006 IECC standard, and then you got to bring that house up by 50% above that standard. 10% of that 50 has to come from the envelope. So we're looking at insulation and lighting, that kind of thing. Um, but it's a minimum of 10%. It's The wording is at least 10% of that 50% has to come from the envelope. The other 40% or whatever the difference is comes from the mechanical and the hot water. So you must improve above the 2006, the mechanical. Now, the mechanical in 2006 was a 13 seer and an 80% efficient furnace, or a 13 seer air conditioner and an 8.0 uh, heat pump. So you're going to have to do better than that in order to get any kind of credit. And then you're looking at you know insulation, windows, lighting, and stuff like that, uh, attic insulation that would help with uh, improving that 10% because you know maybe you're just doing the HVAC system and that gets you say 25% when you still got another 25 to go you can you can likely make up that 25% plus uh, just working on the envelope and those are a lot cheaper upgrades okay so let's let's uh let's boil this down here so 
uh, oftentimes there are suggested improvements that we will make to homeowners and sometimes it's heating system right when you when you're selling a property and uh, the engineer comes in and talks about putting a new heating system and that could be a daunting task for a buyer so it's not unusual mm -hmm. for us to make those recommendations especially if we do a pre-inspection which we do offer as one of the packages on some of the homes so uh, we do a pre-inspection we note that we should make the investment in updating the system. There are metrics that we use as brokers that are easy to point to. If you put in a new HVAC system, this is your anticipated return. Now we can potentially layer a $2,500 tax credit on top of that. But the in, in common language here, Mark, I want to explain to the audience, to hit that improvement benchmark that you cited over the 2006 uh, IECC benchmark, are most new units efficient enough to hit that rating? Is it a special type of system that you have to buy? What does that look like? You're right, it does. Uh, today, the current uh, installations that are being installed in these homes and apartments and whatnot are already high enough to meet the standards. So if you just meet your local building codes from the energy perspective, uh, you're likely to already have been improved enough to meet the tax credits. And now that, keep in mind, this is for, pro, this is for um, 2018 through 2022, right? So that's when this 2006 standard, come January 1, 2023, the whole thing changes. And we're using a completely different standard uh, to make the uh, improvements. Okay, so, let, so me, let me let me just pause you there. I apologize, Mark. I just want to, again, make sure that the audience is getting it. So through some uh, fairly benign changes, I would assume LED lighting and things along those lines will help you qualify um, for the 10% piece of this. And the balance, if you're putting in new HVAC equipment, it sounds like the overwhelming majority of the time, you're going to meet the standard anyway, folks. So if you're making those improvements and you're thinking of selling or leasing, let's make sure that we're speaking to consultants like Mark and Joe, and we're taking advantage of this $2,500 credit, right? So that's right. the 45L and that's up until and including 2022. Now, that's about to close out. Let's talk about 2023. What are the standards there? Standards there, we're going to be looking at the national program requirements from Energy Star for the single family home. And that's going to vary depending on where your climate change is. So in climate zones, for example, uh, is also using the 2009 IECC standards. So we've only gone from 2006 to 2009 and right now the current standard is 2018. So we're a lot better off just by doing what we're supposed to be doing in 2018 and, and making the improvements just run of the mill upgrades. Uh, most of the mechanical contractors out there, they're already putting in you know, 14, 15 Sierra air conditioners. They're already putting in 8.2 heat pumps or better or 8.5. In some cases, uh, depending on what zone you're in, for example, zones four, five, six, seven, and eight, I believe, they have varying uh, criteria. You can get down to 86% efficient uh, oil boilers um, and 90% efficient gas boilers or 95% efficient furnaces. And now you're looking also at an 8.5 or 9.25 uh, based on your climate zone. So 
and this is on the website. You can go to Energy Star's website and pull down version 3.1 and see what zone you're in and determine what you need to make the upgrades on. But once you've done that, if you just already have, let's say you buy the house or and you want to renovate it and it already has a 95% efficient furnace in it, you don't got to do anything. You've already got to the point where, you know, that HVAC mechanical side, it's done for you. The criteria is you need to meet the requirement. It doesn't mean you've got to go and install up to. So if you can meet the requirements already just by buying the place before you even decided to renovate it, then you're good to go. And depending on where your climate zone is, will depend on what you actually need to upgrade. So it's made it a lot easier to qualify in okay. 2023 right so but at so, the same token it raised the credit from 2000 to 2500 okay so just to make sure i've got this again uh and this is fairly technical stuff for those of us not in, in the know here but what you're saying is as of 2023 if the even if the unit is in already and you didn't pay for that improvement you just have to note that it's in and you're eligible for the credit. You don't have to make the investment. That's the that's the requirement of the law. It says you have to meet the requirement. Wow. So if the home meets the requirement, then it meets the requirement. Now that has to be third party verified, right? It's a trust me, but verify. Um, so it has to be verified. But yeah, um, you know, if you, like I say, if you bought a house and they, the old previous owner, upgrade the HVAC system already and it has a 95% or a 90% efficient furnace depending on your zone um, and it's already got at least a 14 or 15 seer agencies maybe 16 seer uh, then yeah you've met that requirement already and now you're only looking at you know insulation water heating lighting that kind of thing okay so as long as you just and it's, it's, it's just a list you go down this list and you say do I have this do I have that yeah do I have this yeah do I have that yeah and as long as you're meeting that requirement you're getting that 2500 now if you're not meeting it and you got to install it then you want to hire a contractor that's paying prevailing wage now the prevailing wage we don't know what that is yet it hasn't been decided some people think it's union wage because when we hear prevailing wage first thought we have is union that might be the case. We don't know yet. Jury's out on that. It could be whatever the prevailing wage is for your area. So we don't know what they really mean by when they say prevailing wage. The other side is, but if you do use whatever they consider prevailing wage, then that 2,500 jumps to 5,000. And that is where you get your $5,000 tax credit. Okay, so uh, if, if you don't have the system in and you're having it installed and your contractor pays prevailing wage, you're eligible for 5,000 instead of 2,500. That's simple math, folks. If the delta right. for someone paying prevailing wage is is less than the 2,500 bucks, you're, you're, you're making money on the deal here above and beyond the initial 2,500. So one piece that's missing for me, Mark, and I apologize because this is fairly new for me. Um, in 2018 to 2022, we had to be 50% above the 2006 IECC benchmark. Now in 2023, that burns off. And as long as it's a 90 to 95% efficient furnace subject to where your zone is, that's the criteria. That's it, correct? That's it. And wow. just what, and I got to go back because I misspoke on the 5,000. It's 2,500 for a prevailing wage. 
It's 5,000 if you make your home zero energy ready, meaning it's ready to add solar. You don't have to add solar. You just got to get it ready to add solar and you got to pipe it in and get all the stuff ready. So if I come into your house, I'm an installer and I come over to install solar at your house, I got a space for the roof that's going to accommodate the solar. I've got the piping already put in place that I got to run the wires down to the meter. And as long as that stuff's installed, then your home is zero energy ready. So zero energy ready. And that's when it goes from 2,500 to 5,000. Okay, so I misspoke earlier. No, that that's fine. This is all new stuff. And I know that the legislation is not even edified yet. And it's, uh, it's evolving. So I appreciate you guys coming on ahead of the curve here to try and give the audience that leg up, right? That's what we're about is driving value. And it's less than a precise thing. So we certainly understand that just to, to clarify this in my own mind here. So is there no credit available if you put the efficient furnace in by a non-prevailing wage contractor or is it a less benchmark than the 2500 it's there, there's just 2500 so you in order to get get, tw- get to 2500 you got to use a prevailing wage okay so what they've done here folks is they're trying to to drive a higher wage um through the discussion of energy efficiency in the environment which is great um and fine so your contractor, if they are prevailing wage, then you get the 2,500 bucks. If you bought the home and the furnace is already in, you get the 2,500 bucks. And if you are getting the property to the point of ready for solar, which again is the panel downstairs, the piping, the, the, the conduit, you don't have to actually do the install. That $2,500 tax credit becomes $5,000. Did I get this right? You did. You're right. right. The requirement for the, so the requirement for the 2,500 is really just got to be available to be certified as an energy star home. It has to be completed between January 1 of 2023 through December 31st, 2032. That's 10 years. Wow. It applies to all new builds and renovations. It follows the energy star new home uh, versions 3.1 requirements. Uh, You must pay prevailing wage. Uh, if your state has a, you know, a, 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 an energy star require national require local requirement that, you know, supplements the national requirement, you got to use that one. California has one I know of. I think Florida has one. So there's a couple of states that do have these. And then, uh, you know, and then beginning in 2025, the standard goes from version 3.1 to 3.2. It just changes. We don't know what 3.2 is going to, you know, entirely be yet, what that's going to be the requirements. And then again, if you do the zero net energy and you get it ready for zero energy ready um, home, then you bump that up to 2,500. All right. So folks, look, the overwhelming majority uh, of the homes as they turn over, it's typically every seven years. And with that, your HVAC equipment uh, is probably going to run you somewhere between 10 and 12 year practical lifespan. So chances are that you're going to you're going to have an asset that is going to be eligible for this credit. Here it is. Twenty five hundred bucks up to five thousand. You have the metrics. Take advantage of it. We know there's 87,000 new hires in the IRS. Some are saying it's mostly agents. Some are saying it's not. Either way, I think we can all agree that uh, we want to be able to leverage every single dollar we can. And this is a really neat 
way that I've never heard of before. And I, I appreciate you guys taking the time. Let's jump now over to the N179. We close out the residential. Now we're talking N179. This is commercial and high rise. And from what I understand, come 2023, it'll be commercial high rise and low rise residential. Is that right? Well, let's back up a little bit. Um, the go back into the 45L of uh, the multifamily version up to 2022 gets right. that $2,000 per tax credit. Same criteria as a single family home. Uh, if it's an apartment complex, the same criteria applies. Everything we talked about applies to apartments. But what if no there's multiple apartment. apartments? What if there's multiple units? Yeah, exactly. Five or greater, right? Uh, uh, but do you get do you get it for each one? Let's say you have a you five family. Yeah, you get you it for do. each you, system. Each system. So if you had a hundred oh, unit apartment wow. complex, you're looking at two thousand dollars per unit per door per apartment unit. Yeah, per door. Wow. So yeah, it's substantial. Now that's up through 2022. Now significantly, it changes in 2023. It drops to 500 per unit from 2000. But in order to get to 2500, which you can't do per door. You just need to use prevailing wage. That's it. That's the only criteria. Same same criteria as a single family home, but if you use prevailing wage in an apartment complex, you're getting twenty five hundred dollars per unit per door. That's for forty five L. Now, to no, kind just, of just just let me pause you. Let me pause you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to speak over you, but I want to again make sure we're clear here. Do you get the benefit? Let's say you bought a multifamily. And let's say it had a hundred units in it and it had this, these energy efficient systems in it. Do you still qualify through the yeah. multifam? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, this because could be it's the same, it's the same criteria. You're <clears throat> using the new construction building, which is following the similar code as a single family. And that's what you're looking at. So uh, it, it could be that you're just meeting the criteria from what I understand so far. You don't have to actually have it physically certified as an energy star. It just has to meet the requirements to be certified so that it can be, you can qualify for the tax credits. Well, this and, is and, hundreds of thousands of dollars, folks, for, yeah. for the multifamily investors out there. I know there's a lot of them that listen to this show. Uh, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars per project. What a and, windfall. Yeah. And on top of that, same criteria with the zero energy ready. If you make the apartment, each apartment, zero energy ready, meaning it's available to be piped for solar, uh, or at least the buildings are, you know, if you got one building that's got multiple units in it and that building is piped for solar, now those units get $5,000 per unit. And so James, it's, it's, not, it's not that difficult to be zero energy ready. I mean, it's not that expensive. To, to, to just make it zero energy ready. That's the great thing about this. It's not like you have to spend $10,000 to make it zero energy ready. You can do it for, for hundreds of dollars. On yeah. top of that, they're giving you tax rebates and credits for your heat pump, for your LED lighting, uh, for water heating. So you got not only are you getting the $2,500 or the $5,000 tax credit, you're getting additional tax credit for the equipment you're putting in. So if your person, if you know your HVAC system is costing you twelve grand, and you're getting maybe a four thousand dollar tax credit, now you're looking at that that twelve grand dropping down to eight. So your costs are substantial, and then you get the tax credit, and then not to man, to not to uh, uh, you know 
leave undone is your disposition. You can take the equipment you're throwing away, replacing, that's got a dollar value. You've only owned it for, you know, five years or whatever. It's a 27 year property. And now you can readjust and capture some of the deductions on the undepreciated portion of that asset. So there's a lot, there's another deduction. This thing could pay for itself without you, you know, you're spending the money, but you're get to, getting a majority of it back in the form of, you know, the disposition, the tax credits, the tax deduction and so forth. Um, prior to, to, to the mix with the 179D and the 45L, right now today, a high rise is considered commercial and falls under 40, uh, 179D. They do not get the tax credits, the $2,000 tax credit. So four stories or above, they don't qualify. But in January 1, 2023, low rise and high rise benefit from the 45L. So they do get the 25 and the 5,000. And then you have the, and the, the 179D that is uh, strictly for commercial now. So, and that goes from a buck 88 to 250. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Wow. So uh, as, as a, a investor in this, this product type, uh, our heating plants are always a significant source of expense. Uh, and to be able to capture the, the tax credit and to be able to capture the credits against the individual equipment, uh, you, you, you're not only getting essentially 10 years of practical life out of your equipment for almost zero cost, you get the tax credit on top of it. This is an amazing program. Um, do, do you all uh, offer a service where if somebody had questions or wanted to get their their system certified, do you all offer that that service in in your company? Yes, yes. yes. And, a, and one thing that we one thing we do is we um, do the the no cost analysis up front to let you know whether it looks like you're going to qualify or not. And Mark will look at a form that we have an intake form. You list what you've done. Um, and, and send it back to us. We'll look at it and we'll get back to you and let you know whether we think you're going to qualify or not. And then we can go from there. Wow. Right. And that's and, no cost. We don't, and, we don't charge for that. And to just direct folks to the website to, to, to fill out this form or how do, how do folks yep. do that? Just go to ustagi.com. Ustagi.com. All right. So let's make sure that this is down in the show notes. Uh, folks because this is this is great stuff now let's let's jump to n179d define commercial what commercial projects qualify well for now it's any commercial property it's considered so that could be you know your local 7-eleven to your office complex to your hospital to warehouses um industrial complexes uh strip malls anything commercial um, and high-rise, anything is above four stories above grade and higher is considered a high-rise residential that is also qualifying as a commercial property for 179D. Um, the criteria there is basically you must get 50% better efficient um, than the 90.1, ASHRA 90.1, version 2007 uh, that's up through 2022 so at the end of 2022 and before um, you can meet that 50 percent improvement um, and if you do um, it gives you a dollar 88 per square foot 
uh, and it's adjusted for inflation. So, so, uh, so, so, Joe, we we just we have a center right now uh, that was acquired. We just spent three hundred thousand and change. Uh, it had sixteen or seventeen pieces of equipment up there. Um, most of it had to be replaced. Is it too late to 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 do this? How do how do I get no. engaged here? We literally are in the process of doing this right now. We spent over a quarter million bucks and uh, I sure as heck would like to be able to recapture some of that. So what what would I do in the moment? Yeah, right now, so, what you need to do... Oh, go ahead, Mark. Oh, go ahead. I'll let you go. No, I was going to say, uh, the first step would just be to um, fill out one of the, the intake forms. Uh, if, it's a, if it's a commercial building... Um, we have a separate intake form, though. If if you're talking about the the 179D, yeah, it's it's a retail uh, complex. It's a six acre parcel with fifty five thousand square feet of uh, building. And then what we'll do is, you know, Mark will take a look at the in input um, sheet, and then you know we'll get back to you and we'll we'll tell you, okay, this is how much you're looking at as far as the fee goes. This is what you're going to be looking at as far as the estimated um, tax benefit. Um, again, this is not the, the tax credits, um, but the actual um, tax expense. Um, and then you, you make a decision. I, I would like to say that for the disposition uh, part of it, what Mark was talking about, uh, we get involved when we do cost seg on, um, on the disposition end of it, because what we're doing is we're identifying for you in our reports Every item, a uh, component of the building, we put down the, um, the the remaining basis and the value as per the day we do the study. So it, it's very helpful for us to get in there before you start throwing stuff away because we're going to have to document what you threw away, either by pictures, by, by receipts, by uh, CG notes, your notes, somebody's notes. So it makes it a lot easier if we do it before you start ripping stuff out. Got it. Exactly, and yeah. How does this impact if it's a 1031 exchange? Doesn't matter. It's whoever owns the property at the time that the improvements are made and in what year you make the improvements. So it doesn't matter how you buy it. And this would be a tax deduction now. Correct. And you have to sell it within the year to realize that. No, deduction. you don't have to. You do not have to sell this one. You just this have to one make you... the improvements. Right. This one you can just keep. It could be your own commercial property. You bought it uh, yesterday, you renovated it tomorrow, and the day after, take the deduction. So, um, on a 55,000 square foot building, that's $1.88 is $103,000 tax deduction, plus or minus. Yeah, it's broken down into three components. You have uh, wow. 25%, uh, that 50% is broken down into 25% in the lighting, which is real easy to get. You throw LED in there, you've more than got the 25%. 15% comes from the HVAC, which is going above, uh, uh, you know, the min in 2006, a minimum an HVAC system could be was 13 seer. So at a, at a minimum, you're getting a 14 or a 15 seer air conditioner, you're, you're making your 15%. And then the envelope has to come in at, uh, at 10%. So that could be lighting, that could be um, not lighting, but that could be insulation, windows, doors. Um, air sealing, roofing, that kind of thing. Um, pretty easy to get the, the the capture the majority of these when you're making the renovations. But if you get, and you don't have to get all three, you can cherry pick. You can get just the lighting, get just the mechanical, 
and it's broken down into currently it's a dollar 88 um so it's 63 cents for lighting 63 cents for mechanical and 63 cents for lighting and it's per square foot so at 55,000 if all you did was the lighting it would be 63 cents times 55,000 Mark and you said lighting you said lighting twice it's lighting yeah i know it's what, lighting yeah it's lighting hvac and envelope i made the mistake of saying lighting was part of your envelope but it's not and, you know so lighting you, is lighting is part of the envelope but it's Bill, it's it's it's, it's separate out separately. Got yeah. It. So you've got you know insulation and air seating, your roofing. A lot of people put a new roof on or, or redo the roof. So um that air seals, which is very critical, and that covers the mechanical side or the uh, envelope side of it. And let me make uh, sure so I, that adds I, up to your 50 percent. Yeah, let me just make sure I understand this. You don't have to do all three, you can do no. Oh God! And this is free money here. I mean, they're, yes. they're wow. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. You could just throw lighting in there, new lighting, and, and get twenty five percent, sixty three cents per square foot. Upgrade your HVAC system, another sixty three cents a square foot. If you don't do anything else, it's a buck twenty, right? Buck twenty six. Wow. So uh, per square foot, um, that's the deduction, and then. That's it. That your requirement there is your 90.1, your Azure standard 90.1 version 2007. Um, beginning with the uh, January 1, that 50% drops to 25%. Uh, you have to meet the current 90.1 standard, which I believe is 19 or 2018. It might be 2016 or 16, but I got to check on that. It, they don't know it's whatever the current standard is and there's two different current standards um the also it's whatever the it's the current standard the 90.1 four years prior to the in-service date of the building so whenever you put that building into service um and you made the upgrades then you go back four years whatever standard was applied then that's the standard you're comparing to. All right. So, so, so folks, the, the long and short of this here is that there is significant, very real money available, um, not only for an individual home. When you, As you get to scale here is where the numbers get really significant. If you have multifamilies, if you have commercial real estate, many, many, many of you in the audience do, reach out to professionals like like Joe and Mark here, because there is hundreds of thousands as they're rattling these things off. I'm, I'm making the mental notes and I hope you all are doing the same at home of the properties that would be eligible. And uh, Joe, we just have to reach out through your website and, and you guys will provide a no cost assessment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what, what do we have to lose here, folks? Joe, I need that website, please. One more time. USTAGI.com. 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 Yep. Uh, Joe, Mark, super helpful, super valuable information here. Uh, we're, we're all looking in every nook and cranny today to try and, and drive value as the market shifts, uh, literally feels like by the minute. This is really great stuff. Uh, anything else you wanted to add before we close out? You know, one thing I wanted to um, just just make sure that you're crystal clear on. I thought I heard you say that you thought that the buildings for the 45L needed to be sold recently. Yes. You know, that's not true. So the Wait, building. Mark, what's this? 
No, I thought I thought that James said that the buildings that he interpreted what you said as the buildings need to be um, be sold to or at least within the one year within the one year. Yeah, the for forty five L you have when you make the improvements you either have to sell or lease the building uh, at the in the year you do the upgrades. So well, in twenty twenty two, if you did the upgrades in twenty twenty two, you'd have to at least by the end of the year sell or lease that building. In order to qualify for the credits for 179d you do not 179d you do not have to sell it but 45l you do right you but, can't but, live you can't but live that's in gonna, the house yeah but but that is, is of course what every um investor is doing they're either going to sell the building or they're going to, to rent the building and so if right. you're renting the building then you're going to qualify so there's really no 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 emphasis put on that um, yeah. Also, what's really important is that if there's any in your audience that are flippers, when we do cost segregation, cost segregation, I will uh, will tell a flipper probably is not going to work because of the depreciation recapture. But energy um, studies have that 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 has no bearing. You can get the tax credits, yeah. even if you sell the property, and you can get the dispositions. Yeah, the dispositions work. There's a we have a, a we can talk about this on offline, but you can get the dispositions as well as long as the rebates. So there's local rebates. A lot of them got utility rebates you can pick up on top of the tax credits, and then there's tax credits for the new heat pumps and new lighting and that kind of thing. So so there's you know a lot of stuff you could upgrade for that's got uh, dollar values associated with it. So even flippers, flippers are great for 45L. They, so should, look, not be, they should not be ignoring the 45L if they're flipping the, homes. And this is, this is it, folks. Th these are the things that make good syndicators great and, and good GPs great. These are the places that you need to be looking. These are the things that you need to do to distinguish yourself, your portfolio, and to optimize the bottom line. Free money. There is no excuse to not pursue this. Absolutely no excuse. There's, there's, I can't even tell you how many projects have come to mind as we're sitting here going through it that you know we'll be in touch on. This is, this is stuff that, that in a market like this can make all the difference in the world. So I encourage everybody, um, you know, one of the, the, the common themes that we have found uh, as we talk to syndicators and investors over the years is everybody is always looking on how are we going to raise rents and how are we going to add more units and how are we going to create you know additional revenue externally. Tighten up your ship internally. That is the easiest way, the quickest way, and the way you have most control to drive additional revenue. The difference between an an inexperienced operator and an experienced operator, a good operator and an outstanding operator. This is where you win right here, folks. Uh, Joe, Mark, I cannot thank you enough for the time. Uh, this was even better than I thought it was going to be. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Hey, let, me you, just have, let me add one thing before we quit here. Uh, 45L, you can go back three years and amend your returns and pick up stuff that you've done in prior years based on your last time you filed <laughs> tax return. And you do that also with 179D. Now with 179D, you can go all the way back to 2005 and pick up every upgrade you've done going forward 
and roll that forward to today's tax return and take the deduction. So if you've upgraded a properties in 2021 and 2019 and 2017 and 2010, and you didn't do any of these tax deductions, you can go back to those and call them up and do an amendment. Uh, it's not, you're not amending the return. You're just taking the, uh, it's a change of accounting and you can capture all those deductions and roll them into your current tax return. You're basically telling the IRS, hey, look, at I forgot to take these deductions. I'm taking them now. And here it is. So and I got the longer we stay on, the more the better and better this program's getting. I don't know if I'm going to let you all go here. <laughs> so just to summarize here again, N179D, you can go back to 2005. And yeah. the 45L, you can go back three years. And now it literally is every property. We've all made improvements. Pretty much. We've right. all done things over the years. It's a, a, a no-cost assessment. And this is why we have partners and friends like we do over here at U.S. Tax Advisors. Joe, Mark, thank you so much. Amazing value. Uh, we'll be getting to work on it. And I hope the audience will as well. As always, everybody out there, please stay safe. Thank you. I, Guys, this was great. This was really tremendous. Yeah, man, this was uh, unbelievable. And actually, I stepped out of an investor meeting with one of my partners. I'm going to go downstairs and talk to him about this straight away. Like, we'll be in touch for sure. This was really great. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Stay safe, guys. You too. Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of Pre-Real. And over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the next level. This is the Pre-Real Podcast.